The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's talk, but no politics okay. Proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constance Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay. I'm your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you on the BICBP Radio Network. And before we get into today's episode, here is a message from our sponsor. Sesame Street presents one, two, five three, of the four, best four, things four, in life. One, two, three, e, four, 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 five, five, one, adventure. Once again, for this lovely episode, is the one, the only, uh, Bryce Benjamin. How are you doing, yes, Bryce? Yes, sir. Andrew Lenz, what's good, man? I'm feeling good. It's the weekend, Halloween weekend. December, or dang, October 31st is tomorrow. We're recording. Mad candy, mad spooky stuff. Breaking. Cases. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking bad, 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 bad. I gotta keep Breaking. that in mind. Yeah, break a kayfabe. <laughs> no, it's fine. My bad, my bad. But you know, I'm feeling good, know. man. You know, it's a good morning. I'm I'm feeling excellent, man. Looking forward to this topic that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. You know, it's always a pleasure speaking with you, man. Glad, I appreciate you having me on. No problem, anytime. And we are talking about early childhood television shows. I've talked about cartoons. I've talked about more adult shows when I did the Sopranos retrospective, and we've talked about wide variety of everything but not that early childhood developmental almost teaching you moral values type type Mm -hmm. of shows as well and Mm -hmm. i didn't realize until we started talking about how great there is in a generation gap or in like a gap of how i watch how i watch these shows compared to how you watch these shows And what is your first like early childhood show that you remember watching? So the, so just to kind of really real quick, just to touch on what you were saying, man, um, Mm -hmm. early childhood television really is like our foundation, right? Because like you, like, I'm kind of thinking about it. 
I've learned uh, so much from watching and, you know, this is to answer your question as well. So some of the earlier shows, um, Barney, uh, Sesame Street, you know, things like that. Some of the earlier shows where they played a very key factor in like early childhood development, because, you know, you learn how to count. You learning how to, uh, you know, your ABCs, um, you know, they're doing the ABC songs and whatnot. You learning the concept of like sharing and caring and things of that nature there. So, yeah, man, like these these shows, like early childhood shows, they they kind of play a vital part in uh, our upbringing. But yeah. you know, that's that's a couple of the, like the early ones that I remember. Like growing up as a kid, like the first show I ever remember, like just falling in love with, was uh, Barney. And I don't know why, like, I just love this big purple dinosaur just roaming around. I mean, you know, I love dinosaurs. You know, Jurassic Park, shout out Jurassic Park. But, you know, like, you just got this big purple dinosaur dancing and running around with a bunch of kids and stuff like that. But it was lit. Like, I, I wasn't missing an episode of Barney. Like, you know, if Barney is on, sit me in front of the TV and let me go. Like, I'm good. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that would say Barney and Sesame Street are the two earliest ones that I remember. Um, you know, three when I'm three, four years old, and I start to actually can remember stuff and whatnot. Yeah, I, I did a, did a lot of Sesame Street. By the time Barney came around, I was pretty much done with it. But Sesame Street was a big one, and I think Sesame Street has definitely changed. From it, it is one of those things that talk about one that we have a generation, a little we have an age gap, but yet that can bring all generations together. And I think that's the one connecting early childhood show that brings everybody together. And they remember a certain aspect, even though there's certain people that probably got married. I don't know if you even remember that stuff or there was when they had a kid, like I watched it recently when, when my kids were older, I was watching it and I'm like, whose kid is that? And all of a sudden it's like, Gordon, they'd say that's like Gordon's kid. And I'm like, Gordon, Gordon, that ain't Gordon's kid. Gordon, it, it felt like I grew up with them in a way, <laughs> like I right. knew them. And I'm like, that's not Gordon's kid. Gordon's kid's like a, a little kid, like two years old. But then I realized my kids are older. I'm older. This isn't like a cartoon or anything where they stay the same age. And I, you kind of watched. I watched this kid when he was little, and now he's like an adult, still on Sesame Street as Gordon's kid. Yeah, and it's kind of dope that they keep that going, right? Like it's kind of dope, like they're using that as the as a connecting factor factor to be able to connect different generations to this one singular show that's been going on for what 30, 40 plus years now. So yeah. man, Sesame Street is a staple. Like shout out to Sesame Street. Still yeah. going strong. November 10th, 1969. That's when Sesame Street premiered. Oh man. I ain't even get his due diligence. So that's going on what over fifty years. Over fifty years of Sesame Street. That's crazy. I did not know Sesame Street was that old. Fifty years, and they've added so many more characters. It's crazy. Like when I would was, you say Sesame Street is like the like the most iconic kids show for early childhood? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like it gotta be right. Like that yeah. gotta be like the the most iconic uh, early childhood show. Yeah, it's like everybody, every generation, pretty much from from '69 until now, has watched it. Yeah, and it's still going strong, and pretty much like you know, you got 50 years of of relatable content. <laughs> like that's pretty amazing. And they always got good stars on there. 
Yes. When I was a kid, it was R2-D2 and C-3PO. I remember an episode with that. And it was, and that was huge. And the other crazy thing too is I was, I didn't witness it, but uh, my brother in his gender, in like in his age group, he was born in like 79. So anybody that was probably born around that time or before Sesame Street taught kids death that never had to experience it either. When, mm-hmm. Miss, when Mr. Hooper died, like I wasn't around when Mr. Hooper died, but I know to this day, my brother still talks about Mr. Hooper dying. Like it was a family member that died. Yeah. I think that's the huge thing about Sesame street is that it does teach you all those lessons and it just meshes everything together. So it's a great nostalgic show to just watch, you know, with a younger family member, but also you can mm-hmm. remember these characters as well. I was the count for Halloween one time. That's how. <laughs> oh, you was a pimp. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> these, were the, these, were those, uh, these were those crappy, uh, like 1980s Halloween costume where it was like like a sweatsuit plastic and then like the most rigid <laughs> thin plastic imaginable for the mask yeah yeah everywhere so it wasn't it wasn't the greatest costume but it got it got done but everybody but i think it i think it is up there it's like the michael jordan of childhood shows it might be the michael jordan of childhood shows yo it really might be everybody really i think it's worldwide honestly i mean you could probably say it's 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 Based on the longevity and everything like that, it's the Tom Brady. It's the Tom Brady of uh of uh of all like early childhood shows, man. It's still going. Yeah, you know, it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna change or anything like that. They might bring in new characters, but everybody knows it's Sesame Street. Everybody knows everybody. Yep, everybody knows Big Bird. Everybody knows Elmo. Like everybody knows all the characters and whatnot. And like when I started having kids, I'm looking forward to showing them. Like, yeah, I have like sitting down and rewatching the old episodes and watching the new episodes. Like they're about to be lit. Kermit the Frog was he was he still on there doing the news flash news? <clears throat> Kermit the Frog on Sesame. I remember Kermit the Frog. That was like I the- do not remember Kermit on Sesame Street. I'm never gonna lie to you. All right. Kermit used to be on Sesame Street and he did the news flash news. Okay. And it would always be something crazy and there most of the time it was these aliens that came down and they didn't really say anything but yeah 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 like yep 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 like that i remember that i do remember that okay so he would come down and he'd try and do like a real interview with these aliens and they'd be like yep 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 and then that was it okay when you were growing up did you have the pinball machine did they ever show you the pinball machine thing where they, all of a sudden you see the kid pull back the thing and it'd be like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yes, eight. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. What was that? What was I, that? It was a pin. I all I knew was, was the pinball machine. Why did they do that to us? I was like, I, you know what? That's so crazy. Cause it would come like I used to see those like little short shows. Um, you know, I'm staying up at late at night, it'd be like two o'clock in the morning. And then, like, that's when that stuff is, like, just just dumped on me. Like, that, um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, I think it was Tiny, I don't think you, (laughs) this is one, the Tiny Little Super Guy, and he was this guy on a cup, and all of a sudden, he'd come out of, like, the cabinet, and he'd, yep, 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 I've seen that, yeah, all those, like, but there's, like, older, though, 
Like it seemed yeah. like a lot of this stuff was like from like the nineteen eighties or seventies or something uh-huh. like that. Okay. Yep. Uh, I think my favorite thing that I that I seen, you know, I was still getting kind of, I was still almost out of Sesame Street, but I do remember this: is Grover had talking about the guests. Is Grover had a song, something about a monster or something. Mm-hmm. And they got all these celebrities to sing it. And I remember the Simpsons were on there and then Bo Jackson. So it was like, <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever with that. But I, but it was just those little, those little excerpts that got me for every single time. And then it was always a huge thing too. When Oscar, the grouch would get taken away. Like if he had to go somewhere mm-hmm. and the garbage man would come by and pick it and pick up the garbage can. Oh, um, man, they should throw Oscar out? No, they would throw him out. Like, if he had to go somewhere. Like, sometimes he had to ah, go. Okay. And then there'd be, like, this garbage man that would just come and, like, pick him up. And I got you, could, you. Okay. And you could tell they had something working, and you just kind of, like, watch it. And you're like, oh, my goodness, Oscar can move out of the spot. But, I mean, even Dave Chappelle parried, did a parody of of Sesame Street oh, and that was one like. of the most hilarious skits I ever heard from Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. But that's the, I think that's the I think that's the one that binds, like you said, every single generation, every age group, everything together in Sesame Street. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, that's definitely a fact. So other Man, than I'm, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I was about to touch on some other ones, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was like some, what are some like other ones that you, that you watched? So, all right. So, uh, Sesame Street and Barney were the, like the earlier two that I remember. But then as I got older, you know, so now I'm like five, six, seven. So now we're getting into the, um, like the Nick Jr. era for me, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, with Nick Jr., we, we, we talked about this before. My boy Face, you already know what time it is. That's a trip. <laughs> So, yeah, man, like, uh, you know, entered in Nick Jr., uh, entered in Face, the character of Face, and then um, really just like the shows associated with Nick Jr. So for me, uh, Little Bear, for for no reason, <clears throat> real quick, just to touch on Little Bear, I watched the episode recently. I'm like, all right, why did I like the show so much? Let me watch it as an adult to see if I can just like, kind of understand where my childhood mindset was. And I'm watching this episode. And I'm like, all right, yeah, this show lit. <laughs> I can see why I fell in love with this show as a kid. So shout out to Little Bear. That was my joint. Uh, of course, Blue's Clues. Shout out to my man, Steve, for giving us some closure on social media recently, man. That 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 almost brought a tear to my eye. Franklin, Blue, I mentioned Blue's Clues already. Little Bear. There was, there's a couple of shows on Nick Jr. that I remember watching. I just don't remember the names, like the titles of it. But, like, if you ask me to, like, yo, uh, have you seen the show before? And I could, like, describe the whole show for you. I just wouldn't be able to give you the title to it and everything like that. So there's a few of them that's like that for me. How come Little Bear doesn't wear clothes, but his parents do? But his parents You know what? Did you, that's, 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 that's a legit question. <laughs> that's one of those, like, unanswerable, like, we'll never get an answer for questions. But, um, hey, we just for it, though. We, we rocking with it. You know, we we got we got talking chickens, chickens and cats and whatnot. Forget it. He, you know, let them let them run around naked. My kids did watch Franklin. I, I enjoyed Franklin. I'm not gonna. That was a good one. 
Yeah, Franklin was dope, man. I do like how they addressed it that I, I don't know why I remember this episode watching with them. It would be like seven o'clock in the morning. I'd watch this with them. And Franklin wanted to start eating meat, but his dad was like, hey, you can't eat meat because we're turtles and we don't have teeth. And I'm like, oh, so they're keeping this pretty correct, like mm-hmm. to the species of what's going on. But he was yeah. like, because Bear, Bear was like eating meat and he wanted to be like his friend Bear. Yeah. But he couldn't because he doesn't have teeth. Bear has teeth. I remember there was a one episode of Franklin where they had like a new student. Her name was like Porcupine, right? And like Porcupine was like just like the the biggest, like just social destructive person that can be. You know that that girl in high school that comes in and just want to basically control everything and be mm-hmm. so manipulative and spread rumors and make people feel bad to make themselves feel good. So I remember that. And like, she's just coming up with all these different nicknames for everybody. Like Franklin was speedy. Cause he was the fastest one in the water. Um, like the one dude was like Rocky cause he was strong or whatever, but they was calling my man bear snacks. Cause he big and he, like, he had the best snacks. I'm like, yo, that's so greasy. Yo. They just call my man fat. Like, come on, man. Like, does a man like to eat? Like, he's a bear. What you expect? That is kind of, well, that's not teaching kids too many good things. Like, you just call yeah. them. That's wild. Like, it's some wild stuff in kids' shows as well, man. That, you know, as an adult, you peep it now. It's like, yo, that's, that's, that's a little bit inappropriate. That's a little messed up. But as a kid, this is one of those things. It's like, I mean, you kind of go through it as a kid. Like, they, they're speaking on some real issues. <laughs> See, mine were. Mine were all mostly Canadian. Yeah, man. Tell me some of these some of these uh, uh Canadian shows and cartoons that you was watching back in the day, okay. back back in your childhood. We did uh, the ones that I can remember the most of that I probably watched the most, where I have memories of. First one is Mister Dressup. Mister Dressup, older guy. He was another guy that was on for years. Like he was on from '67 until 2006. That's how long Mister Dressup was on for. So. You got Mr. Dress Up, and he lives in this house, and he always greeted you like you just walked into his home. He'd be like, oh, hi there. You know, I'm just doing this right now. And it was kind of like by the time I started watching him, it was like another grandfather in a way. So he'd be like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm just hanging out in the kitchen. I'm making this. I'm, or, you know what? I'm doing arts and crafts. And he always had this big red trunk in the middle of his living room, and it was called the Tickle Trunk. So if he needed a costume, he'd go to the tickle trunk. But as a kid, you're so mind blown because he would have all these costumes in there. He was like, how does he know how to have all these costumes and this thing isn't overflowing? Well, you know, as an adult, you realize they just throw in what they need for that episode. Right. He was just a cool guy. And then outside there was like a tree house. And then that's where, I don't know if that was his son or what it was. There was a like a kid puppet that lived in the house and his name was Casey and he had a dog named Finnegan. So Casey and Finnegan were outside or they come inside and, you know, teach you a little lesson. Casey be like, Oh, I'm having a problem with this. And Mr. Dress up talk Casey through everything, but he would also teach us do little arts and crafts. And he was, he was so good at drawing. Like he had like the nicest markers and everything else about Mr. Dress up was just absolutely amazing. He do stuff where he's like, oh, I got to go to the car wash today. Have you ever been to the car wash? And I'll you know, just talking to you and then be like, well, let's see what happens in the car wash. And they cut to like the little scene and it shows okay. some like 1970s car going through the car wash. And I'm a kid in the 80s, but 
it's not registering to me. And he'd be like, they they apply the soap and then that goes through the car wash and it does this. So that, that's pretty much Mr. Dress up. He would sing. Uh, It was always odd because he never really had a TV in the house. That was just something I picked up as a kind of kid. Yeah. He had a painting or a picture of an owl. And every once in a while, the owl would wake out of the picture, but it was, you know, cheap 1980s stuff. So it'd just be like little slits that opened up and it was his mm-hmm. voice as the owl. And he, he talked to you. It was just learning about how the world works with a little bit of singing and stuff like that. And then later on, I think the lady that did the voice for Casey and Finnegan passed away. And then mm. he brought in like new people. He brought in this crow named Chester and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so it seems like like childhood shows in general, no matter what era that they're in, pretty much follow the the same uh, concept, right? Yeah. Where it's like, all right, so what we want to do is we want to capture the imagination of children. We want to try to basically t- teach them a few basic life skills, you know, sharing please and thank you, things of that nature there. Wash your hands, things like that, which, you know, always awesome. So, you know, that's pretty much, I mean, yo, we, yo, Andrew, we might have to go ahead and, like, get into the the, uh, the child TV show um, uh, business, bro. I think we can come up with some good, some good concepts. I think we've come up with a pretty good show. Because the other one that I watched, I watched constantly, too, was Fred Penner's Place. And this was this, like, hippie-type guy, like, uh, like Cheryl Lois and Bram. I don't know if you ever remember them or ever heard of them. Uh, I haven't. What is it? Skidamarinkadinky-dee. Skidamarinkadinky-doo. Okay, yeah. Okay, they sung that. I love you. Yeah, yeah. I got to have some good songs in there. So this guy was like the same thing, but once again, it, it captured the imagination because it was his opening scene was him going through different like forest areas and parks and stuff like that and so he would constantly go through jump over like a little stream and then all of a sudden it would show him like look around and crawl through this log and once again little kid you're not realizing that he's just crawling into this log and then the log that he's crawling out of is in a tv studio right it was like oh my goodness he's got this own little secret play and he'd break out the guitar and he'd sing you know sing songs and stuff like that and just do all all that mm-hmm. and it was really it was it was really cool uh umbrella under the umbrella tree it was about this lady she had this big tree in the middle of her well, not really big but it was like a pretty decent sized tree in the middle of her living room and there was an iguana a blue jay like a porcupine or something that lived there mm-hmm. and it was something i watched when i was younger and i remember i was sick and they're like if you leave the tissues on your chest then that way because one of them were sick too and they were like if you leave the tissues on your chest that way they're always right there for you and it's like little yeah. Hacks too yeah little life hacks man just giving okay. us life hacks so those those were probably like the biggest ones that there's other ones kind of like what you said where i can remember like there was special delivery and it was have you ever seen the movie mannequin no i haven't uh okay it's kind of mannequins about this movie where this mannequin comes to life like at night it's kind of like a toy story type deal Mm -hmm. (laughs) like at certain points okay all right so special delivery was the same way all the it would be nighttime these mannequins would come alive i don't remember too many episodes of that like going off the top of my head but that okay. was 
but that's that's pretty much what I watched was anything on what is it the, the CBC because I don't I don't think we had cable so mm-hmm. the old rabbit years would be up and you grab what you could from across the border and that's yeah and that's what that's what I watched from geez till I got older till I got in maybe a PBS show I don't know I'm trying to so like the PBS shows was like uh what Zoom you remember Zoom yeah that was just like <laughs> something i would just like watch if nothing else was on but i, I remember pretty much because that's where yeah. when he says email i always think in my head z-mail because in the mm-hmm. end send it to zoom God is zoom, out, zoom, out, zoom, out, zoom. <laughs> that's crazy so you know like with all these case shows as well there's always like the songs right there's always like the catchy songs or whatnot are there any songs that you remember that you can uh, sing right now, word for word, or uh, close to it? No, unless they're a Barney song because of my nephew. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows the I Love You song. No, like, uh, what is it? If all the raindrops were lemon drops, they got them. Oh, where the rain it would be. <laughs> that one. Oh, man. Uh, Kookaburra. I don't know. I remember most of the Barney ones with like with my little nephew, like uh Kookaburra. Barney might have had the best songs. Barney oh. might have had the best songs, man. Do you remember the peanut butter and jelly song? What was that? Peanut, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. I remember Yo, it is, it is, go ahead, my bad. The apples and banana song. I remember that because we used yep. to sing that in school before Barney. Mm-hmm. The apples and bananas. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Baby Bop. Um <laughs> But it's so crazy that like a lot of these songs and a lot of things that learned as a kid, even in my adult life, I'm 30 years old today, I would still think back to like, all right, I remember how to do this because of this show that I watched. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's like simple stuff like that. Like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like as a kid, and even now, like I just be thinking, like, you know, I typically I do my peanut butter first, then my jelly. And I do it that way because of the freaking Barney song that I learned as a kid. And I was like, you first you spread the peanut, then you crush it. You crush it. Then you take the yeah, like come on, man. Like, <laughs> I remember a lot of Barney. I remember a lot of those, and then the one, I don't know, it's like I said, kind of comforting in a way. Where it just pops into your head sometimes is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, mm-hmm. eleven, twelve. Eleven, twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like, that's... Those are the ones that I remember I remember the most. Um a lot of stuff. Here here's how early childhood TV goes, okay, as an adult. And my uncle told me this. And I did not believe him until I had kids myself. Because my kids, one of my favorite shows. I'm not gonna lie that my kids watch was Yo Gabba Gabba because it was very fire, it was very unique. It was like Sesame Street, but they were like, We are going to amp this up with what yeah. we're doing. We're gonna yeah. have Jack Black on, we're gonna have Jack Black mm-hmm. do some crazy things. We are gonna have bands on that you listen to, but they're mm-hmm. gonna sing children, you know, that your father and your mother listen to, but they're gonna sing children's songs. Um, Biz, Biz Marquis. Uh, R.I.P. used to do the beatboxing on there. So, the, and so getting back to what I was saying, my uncle told me because I'm I was making fun of him when I went over there, and I was he was sitting there with my nephew watching Barney, and I'm like, dude, you like this song? He's like, no. He's like, the worst part is 
is you know you're getting bad when you can't wait for this song to get over so you can listen to the next one because you like <laughs> And that's how I felt when it came to Yo Gabba Gabba. I don't know what band it was, but there were, they did this song about bananas. And all it was was bananas. And it started out, mm. it was like, banana, banana, banana. And it came out like ska. And he's like, orange and, or green and yellow, banana. And they were just cut to all these different people. I mean, Amara Stoudemire mm. was on Yo Gabba Gabba. So that was... That was it for me. When my kids were like, can we watch Yo Gabba Gabba? I was like, yeah, we can watch Yo Gabba Gabba. But then I go to yeah. and I pick the episodes that I want. So we listen. Yo- <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> Yo Gabba Gabba. That was what that was definitely one of those one of those kids shows that took a lot of like pop culture and integrated. Yeah. One of the first that like took a lot of pop culture and just integrated into the show concept itself. And made it for like everybody can enjoy it. So they're making not only like you know obviously the kids are going to enjoy it. It's you know a bunch of colors and songs and fun stuff going on. But then even as an adult, there's stuff that you can appreciate about it as well. You know because you're recognizing athletes, bands, songs, things like that. And yeah, like a lot of this stuff is catchy, man. You say like I'm sitting there watching dishes. You catch yourself like singing one of those songs, not even realizing it. Yeah, like a Bismarcky. My daughter's 14 years old, so her taste of music is getting a little there so when i played uh when i played just a friend i was like you know this guy used to be on yo gabba gabba and she's like no mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah he was the guy that did all the beatboxing and then i showed mm-hmm. it to her and she was like oh my goodness i was like why do you think i get excited when i saw biz because it was something i could connect to yeah I, yep. I think that's where sesame street and then like my aunt and i when it came to mr dress up it was something that we all watched together when you got and the newer ones, you can't really connect unless you find something with it. Like Dora. I hated Dora. Oh really? You hated Dora? My daughter watched so much. The only good thing about Dora was is that I could put my daughter on the couch. And we, because my wife and I worked during the week. And we, this is the beginning of the DVR. We DVR all the Dora episodes throughout the week. So Saturday morning, my wife wouldn't have to work like every other Saturday. So I would have my daughter, I could sit her on the couch and then just put on Dora and then make sure in my head, I knew in a half an hour, Dora was going to be over like 24, whatever it is. And then I go back and put on another one and I could clean my whole house because the first kid's always the good one. I, I learned that. I, I, <laughs> Note it. <laughs> it. It gets bad. It gets bad. It went from, cause I, I shave, I shave my head in the shower. So my razor would be in there. It went from my daughter not getting into the bathtub if the razor was even near the shower or near the bathtub to my middle son who I had to lift the razor up to to my youngest son, uh, me going to get a towel and then coming back in and two seconds later and there's three perfect parallel lines on his face like he was trying to shave. So just oh, telling you, it's one of those things. You make a copy of a copy of a copy. It's not always going to be mm-hmm. as, as the original, but... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, could clean my, I could clean my whole house just by doing Dora. Uh, so what else? What else did you watch? Diego, Diego, I'm, I like because go Diego go on. the song when he got into yeah. the, it was better than it's better than when Dora called for a backpack. The backpack, backpack, and then we backpack, backpack, yeah, backpack, Di- backpack. Diego just busted out with uh, action pack. You know I got your back. You could turn into a parasail or a kayak. <laughs> 
And that was like, yeah, now we're getting pumped. Now we're getting yeah. pumped. We got action <laughs> All right. So there's there's where and Diego had Rosie Perez, all right, as the camera. Because I'm first time I remember watching Diego, it was one of those things where I was like, is that, is that Rosie Perez? Mm. And then I years later, because or you go on the computer and you're like, oh my goodness, that that was Rosie Perez. How, what is Rosie Perez doing on there? My first experience with Rosie Perez was white men can't jump, but yet my kids' first experience as her as the camera. So that was a big one. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse was huge, but they had good songs too. The hot dog song, hot, yeah. dog, hot dog. And then she watched another one called Imagination Movers, and their songs were straight fire. And it was uh, some guys in a warehouse, and they were more exciting than their neighbor who wore like beige and he liked things boring. Imagination Mover songs were just straight, just straight fire in my mind. But those were the those were the ones that I pretty much watched with her. And my wife would yell at me, going, "Are you?" And then she'd be on the floor playing, and my wife's like, "Are you watching these?" I'm like, "Cause she's not." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? She's in the room. I gotta see what happens. I gotta see if the Imagination Movers or somebody like actually solves the problem." She goes, "You know there are, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but come on, I gotta have some suspense in my life." Right sitting here watching kids shows all day but it's the songs i think the songs make it like i the, hate song, it. the songs is huge the songs is like if because think about like the ones that last like the, the shows that last they all got hits like they all got hit songs like the ones that had like a good you know four or five six year runs they all have really really good hit songs the wiggles big red car still gets me to this day Man, the Wiggles fruit salad. No, I'm big red car. I'm big Man, red car. Fruit salad, all that fruit no. salad. No. Yummy, yummy. I'll bump that song right now, Andrew. We oh. can bump this song and dance to this song right I, now. I am <laughs> I'm too, too chug a chug a big red car. It can travel near, it can travel far. That is my jam. If I'm going to listen to a kid's song about food, it's Yo Gabba Gabba's. There's a party in my tummy. So yummy so yummy i'll still listen to that to this day mm-hmm. but i i didn't like cheryl lois and bram but yet i still remember skinamarinkadinkadoo skinamarinkadinkadee i love you and those, dun, dun, dun. yeah oh, <laughs> or, kind of, hey, shoulders knees and toes knees and toes <laughs> oh i love it i love it but I, I, I never, I never, you are right though. It is about the song. It's, it's about the music that comes into the show. Like I can't name a song from uh, Fred Penner's place. Mr. Dress Up didn't have too many shows. Here's one. All right. This one got to me every single time where this taught me an, almost like rejection in a way, this show. Mm. So we had the, there was a show called Romper Room and it was on for years and they would teach you different things and there was puppets all this other stuff but i remember at the end of the episode this lady would look through the circle and she would say people's well here i'm thinking still thinking like she actually saw us but she would say names so she'd be like i see michael i see bryce i see this person i see i see this person but she never said my name so i felt like super rejected Mm, okay all right 
So that was the one where I was like, why didn't she ever say my name? What about me? Yeah. What about Andrew? Can't you just say anything? Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean by that. Cause uh what Bar- I think what Barney, Sesame Street, they used to all do that where like they're kind of like naming names and whatnot. You kind of just waiting for them to say your name. Yeah. Yeah. I I've never heard my name either, Andrew. Like Bryce wasn't one of those names that, you know. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a popular name on tv <laughs> to say the least <laughs> so, so i feel like, your pain on that one bro you're sitting there like I, i'm here too mm-hmm. i'm watching you but she never said my name never once hey yo just to mention a couple of honorable mentions that we that i haven't talked yeah. about um so like bear in the big blue house wasn't a huge fan of that one there, but a couple of episodes that I did watch, I was like, okay, this show is pretty lit. I can mess with that. Uh, the one, uh, what was the, I can't think of the name of the, of the show, but I remember the song. The so long, farewell, goodbye, my friends. It was on Disney. I don't even know that one. It was, uh, uh, I can't think of it, but that show was lit. I can't even think of the name. I was like, again, I could describe the show, but can't think of the name of it. But that show was lit. Uh, shout out to Arthur. Arthur, hands down, has the best theme song of any kid's show in the history of kid's show. I will put that against anybody. I don't know about that. Name a better kid's show, name a better intro song in a kid's show than Arthur's. I never even really watched Arthur. I gotta listen to it. You gotta watch Arthur to know the theme song, Andrew. I'm, you know I, the theme song. I don't really know it. I think the only time and I, I say, it, hey. What a wonderful time to play. play. Yeah, yeah. We can learn to laugh and play and get along with each other. I know, I, know if, I know if you put that mix with Little Einsteins on there, then that... Little thing. Einsteins is lit. Little yeah. Einsteins is lit. Hi, you. I want to punch in the face. He's just whining. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a couple of kids shows that I missed out on, you know, being an adult. It wasn't my part of my childhood. <laughs> But I would have, I would have loved to be a part of the hip hop Harry scene. Do you, do you, did you ever watch hip hop Harry with your kids? I know of hip hop Harry. I don't think you. Were, I don't think I want anything to do with hip hop Harry. Oh come on, hip hop Harry was so lit. They had a whole dance circle at the end of the show. That was lit. You can watch hip hop Harry if you want it on Tubi TV. I might have to go watch a couple episodes. Oh, uh, I just like I just like watching the kids dance at the end, man. A lot of those kids was nice. Like they was out there getting it in, and you get Harry, go Harry, go Harry. That just was fire. I think the I think the only one that the big one that I think a lot of people liked, but I didn't watch a lot as a kid was Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. But you still got to mention that as an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, you do. Mister Rogers is definitely in the Mount Rushmore. Like if you had if we had to make like a Mount Rushmore of just like the like the general public. Mr. Mm-hmm. Rogers would definitely be up there, hands down, along with Sesame Street. Yeah, he he broke a lot of different barriers and did a lot of different things. And yeah, you gotta give it up to Mr. Rogers there. He might be like if you're if we're talking about like like a one singular person, he's the Michael Jordan. Like Mr. Rogers is the Michael Jordan of of ch- of children's programming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody likes Mr. I've never heard any. I, I didn't watch him. I don't know why I didn't watch him, but I didn't watch him as a lot. I didn't watch him either because it was corny. Like let's let's keep it real. Mr. Rogers was was kind of corny, but it was it's a beautiful. Like, I would I, I would love for my kids to get into Mr. Rogers because like he's 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 teaching like he's like, first of all he's just a, this this sweet old nice man 
who's just like always just always just sweet and polite and kind and like he just like he just teaches good values and good virtue of what a good person should be and i'm so happy we never heard of like any like crazy stuff come out about mr rogers because i would be so devastated oh no there is that no it was him and captain kangaroo everybody used to say were like green berets in vietnam and like murdered a bunch of people wow okay that was right. like, it was like a, it was like a kid rumor it was like a kid rumor it was like the, like a kid rumor it was like one of those playground things pre-internet for me or when before like you could actually search up actual information on the on the internet okay it was one of those things but yeah, Mr. I got you. Okay, I could see that now. Mr. Rogers was was kind of corny and everything else, but he, I just didn't like. But it him. was lit though. Yeah, yeah, it was the same thing, man. I feel you on that one. It was, it was, it was good. I don't remember too much about it other than him coming in and changing his clothes and putting on the carnigan and stuff like that. Hmm. You got any other honorable mentions or anything else? Or? Um. No, that pretty much covered it, man. Like uh, childhood memories, childhood TV shows in general, they they really established the foundation, man. Like they, they, it really had, I, it's one of those things that we don't really think about unless we're actually, you know, doing a podcast about it, where yeah. we have the time to like sit down and like kind of reflect. And we realize like, man, a lot of these shows I grew up with really had a, a profound impact on my life and, you know, how I treat others and, how you just just develop like those key essentials as a kid and then like basically your parents like your parents like installed it in you and then like these tv shows kind of just like reinforced it you know what i mean so yeah that, shout, shout out shout out to all the shows that we mentioned shout out to all the people that watch the shows that we watch together um and shout out to the future shows. shout out to the future yeah. children that's going to be able to watch a lot of these kids shows man because it's important. Like, it, it, like kids are going to watch TV, and you, you know, it's one of those things you just hope that they're watching something that's going to actually have some value. I know you learn values and everything from you know the simple values of being kind to somebody, to even now that I'm realizing with kids watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse to problem solving and knowing what to do in certain problems and being able to use tools to get you out of that problems and just help you in certain situations, but. Thank you very much for being on the show once again. Yeah, bro. It's always a pleasure, man. It's always fun, dude. I, anytime you ask me to be on, you already know I'm here. Yeah, I know. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And you can catch new episodes of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Go check out the Let's Talk But No Politics Okay YouTube channel and Facebook page. And with that being said, good morning. Good afternoon and good night.